Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not made by the mouse. I'm your host, Octavian Macias, and once again, I'm joined here by John. I know it's been okay. a while. I know, it has been a while. Um, I'm glad to be back. It's going to be a good time. So, today... Wait, was there a read sound right now? A what? I don't know, I just heard, heard something come on. No. Okay, I don't know. This thing is acting weird. Okay, hopefully he doesn't like you, doesn't like you at all. I don't know. I, you know what? I got a new PC. No. It's much stronger than the previous one, but I think it doesn't seem like it. It's not acting like it. Uh, but anyways, so today we're gonna be talking about Batman Under the Red Hood. Now, before we get into that, I just want to point out that originally I was kind of hoping that we would talk about food fights, so I actually did end up watching that. Um, but of course, I know you got busy, so you haven't been able to watch it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it some summer day, hopefully, maybe. I, I just want to point out that um, I kind of fell asleep halfway through that. Uh, mm. It's not the first time I've ever seen that movie, but it's almost always the same thing. I fall asleep during the bit with um, the characters fighting back against the evil fascist corporate brand. but anyways that story for another day just wanted to point that out uh just so that doesn't go to the waste but yeah we're talking about batman under red hood for those of you who aren't aware of batman under red hood it's one of the many dc animated movies that they've released um straight to video over the years uh honestly they've been doing this for almost i want to say 15 16 years now i know that one of the first ones they did was like the Superman um, Doomsday thing, but they've been doing so many of these that it's hard to remember when exactly this started. Those of you who aren't aware of which one this one is, it's basically the one where we kind of um, see the story of like the second Robin's death. Uh, There's a whole mystery. Not really that hard to figure out, especially if you're a Batman fan, on who this new Red Hood is. And you got other villains in there like Joker, Black Mask. It's a really uh, fun movie. Uh, my only thing is that it's honestly on the short side. It's only like 75 minutes. And I know that's the thing with a lot of these animated movies that they make. It's just short, but I, I feel like it could have been a little bit longer to flesh some stuff out. No, you are right. It is one of the shorter um, films. 70, I think it's like 72 minutes. It is a really good film, though. And it kind of um, it, it encapsulates this, the story of how of Jason Todd becoming the Red Hood, I think, pretty well. Spoilers. I'll stop. If you're reading, if you're hearing this podcast, you've seen this movie. <laughs> but realistically, if, if not, you could just throw that out. I mean, come on, you have the power of editing. I mean, it, to be fair, you're not wrong. Uh, like I said, it, it is uh, a very obvious um, twist because it's like, it's kind of like going into the, the second Captain America movie and being surprised that Bucky is the Winter Soldier. Perfect. If you've never seen these, these comics, You'll probably be surprised if you've seen these comics, if, if you've seen any of the cartoons. You already knew that was coming. Not, not to mention, this movie came out in, I believe, 2010. Yeah. It's been 15 years. I mean, I think the timeline for spoilers is over. Uh, that's a fair point. This is that whole story. And it, it is a kind of impressive how much they managed to pack in within the, the short runtime. Uh, I do think, to an extent, it helps if, you've, if you're familiar with Batman, um, just because... Even though it 
it's easy enough for new viewers like you know like if this is your first time watching a batman thing it'll be easy enough to understand but there are some stuff in there where it's like okay this would probably only make sense if you know enough about batman like they have um like uh ross al ghul in there and at some point you see him with his daughter and it's like mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about batman you're gonna be questioning why he has this girl right next to him uh not too much because it's like it's just one small scene but it's still one of those things where it's like you know seeing stuff like um the riddler and just all these weird things might yeah. be a bit weird for new viewers yeah, and it's kind of one of those things too where like even if you do, even if you're not a big batman fan or you know you just know of batman you know the 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 immediate you know like villains like you know the joker you know penguin the riddler you know the red hood is not one of those that is a common name so it's kind of one of those more like like i said earlier like if you if you're listening to this podcast or you've you've known about this movie it's most likely because you are a comic book fan and you've delved in there in search of like specifically that kind of stuff you know like you're not just a casual viewer i mean i would say that this is still a worthwhile watch if you're not too big into the comics i just still think that at the very least you know maybe watch a couple of episodes of like the 90s cartoon or if you've seen any of the movies you'll probably get a better hang of it just because it it does kind of go into some stuff without really explaining what they are not that it does it too bad where new viewers can't figure it out but it's going to be a little weird for for new viewers um like you know you have characters name dropping like you said like like the penguin riddler and stuff like that um like because you have um jason todd at some point um the red hood basically pointing out like oh you know i don't want you to kill like the penguin or whatever i just want you to kill joker because of of what he did to me um, like in, in that way like if anyone's ever seen um the the animated movie um batman mask of the phantasm which is like the, the theatrical movie from the, the original cartoon of the of, from the 90s um it's kind of follow, following a similar thing where it's just a character who was connected to batman and was forced away from him because of the joker basically trying to get some revenge trying to murder the joker while batman is of course on the side of like look i don't like him but i'm not into murdering like that's too far for me yeah and there is a point too where like during that that uh monologue that he tells that he's telling batman like he, like you said like you know, i'm not telling you to kill you know the penguin i'm not telling you to kill um the riddler you know i'm telling i'm telling you to kill him for what he did to me but you know, like even Batman says it himself. Like, you don't think I haven't thought about killing him? You don't think that every waking moment that's not what comes to my mind? But that's not who Batman is. Batman doesn't kill. You know, and the, and the whole point of this movie is, like, when it boils down to it, is Jason Todd is just wondering why is he still alive? Why is the Joker still alive? If Batman cared about him as much as he says he does again through through Jason Todd's you know eyes like why is why is the joker still running around why is he still alive you know cuz in theory like if you love someone and they end up hurting somebody you care for truly you would go through extreme lengths to you know possibly get revenge or you know stuff like that 
So he's just like, why is he still alive? He takes it under his own, you know, his, his own hands, you know. So and one thing I will say that this movie does really well is get you into the, that emotion of basically feeling sorry for Jason. Like, even though you kind of understand, like, okay, he's probably taking things too far, you do kind of feel like, well, he was kind of murdered by the Joker. Um, and of course, they explain how he, he was brought back by Ray Sogol. So that's how he factors into this. Uh, and you do see like flashbacks of like when he first became Robin. So it kind of gives you a lot to actually care about it to a point that even though I, I think the ending could be done a little bit better, like I feel like it just kind of ends. I do like how it ends with just showing like, okay, this was his first day being Robin and just seeing that little moment of like, okay, this is how it started. It's so sad knowing how exactly it ended and how this kid turned out. Yeah. And, and it kind of goes for like, to, to think about um, it's something that Batman could have controlled. Like Jason Todd didn't have to become the second Robin, you know, he, you know, Batman took him under his, you know, under his uh, wing and like, you know, taught him and like raised him to be this like, you know, ass kicking machine. And like, and like you said, like throughout the movie, they sprinkle in like scenes of Jason as, as a child and like, how happy he was and like you know that that like kind of like kind of like adam west um style batman where it's all like all colorful and you know happy and then you fast forward it to like the present time and it's all dark and gritty like i think the tones between the flashback and the present are um a really cool like a really cool touch and it does add to like at least an emotional factor of like in you know the, the movie begins with that scene like that's how this movie starts it it's it, it begins with that scene of like batman rushing over to to go save you know robin and you and you as if you're you're watching everything unfold and like how he's being treated then you start you know as you're watching the movie you see like him as a child and i mean it really does make you feel for jason like i again like it, it's human nature like you feel you feel horrible for the things he's gone through, especially seeing him growing up. And then you understand like, okay, I get it. I understand why you want to kill the Joker, you know, but it's just not, it's, it's Batman. This is Batman. You don't, you don't kill. And it's really just a whole thing about, you know, what's too far or what's not. That's something that I kind of wish that they would have talked about more throughout the movie, just because it, it really, um, like uh, unless you're really big into Batman, you'll understand perfectly like why he he does that, and he does kind of explain it in this movie. Oh, like you know, like look, if I start killing him, you know, I'll probably start killing a bunch of other people. So I don't want to go that far, but I do think they could have given it a little more time to have him actually like show showcase like why he feels that way. Again, when I know when it comes to these um, straight to video animated movies, they don't really give him a lot of time. I don't know if that's changed because I've heard that for some of the more recent ones, they've allowed them to go longer, but I know a lot of them just still stay within like the 70 minute runtime. I don't know. It's something I would have liked um, more for this one, but on the whole, I mean, it, it is a really good movie. I I like how a lot of the actors that are in this, you know, give really good performances. Like you would think like, like, okay, the guy who does um, the Joker in this is um, John DiMaggio, who most people know as like Bender from, Futurama, uh, Jake the Dog, and Adventure Time. If you had asked me, like, okay, 
is he a good choice for the Joker? I wouldn't have thought of it just because I normally think of the Joker as this guy with like a higher pitched voice, especially because of the laugh. But I think he does it really well for this movie, especially with how creepy it is when he's pretty much taunting characters over like, you know, their deaths, murders or whatever. Yeah, and then like the it also helps that the anime like the animation style, the way that they drew the Joker in this movie, you can see John DiMaggio's voice coming out of that. You know, like the character design that they used for this this particular Joker wouldn't necessarily work with like Mark Hamill's voice. I think the way that they animated this Joker was perfect for, you know, John DiMaggio. And he didn't do a bad job, actually. I would I would probably go as far as say he's, he's probably, obviously, now everybody has their own opinion, but at least mine is always Mark Hamill. That's, that's the Joker. Then I would follow it with John DiMaggio. He did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far but i do think he is one of the better jokers that there's been honestly it's like yeah i I get why people consider this to be like a more underrated performance just because like i said normally when you think of the joker you think of like a more high-pitched kind of voice uh not this like lower you know tone where it's like he's i don't want to say he's talking slowly but it's kind of like more slower than you would normally expect for like a joker like he's like really hammering on like the stuff that's messed up with what he's saying. And you still get some of that unexpected, um, surprising, like, you know, like dark humor kind of kind of stuff. Like, you know, there's a scene where he's with um, Black Mask because Black Mask tries to break him out just to um, get Red Hood to, to pop out. And he basically kills, like, the three henchmen that he had with him. Um, and he just basically makes, like, a little joke where he's like, Oh, I need um I need some men for for whatever you're gonna have me do. Not these men because they're kind of dead, but you know some other men. I mean that the little sprinkles like that they do um they add um character like I don't say character but like life to this film like it's just little little details like that that separates this Joker from like you know like Mark Hamill's Joker and other Jokers you know yeah um I don't know I think the rest of the voice cast too did a really good job. Some reason I can't remember any other names. Um, uh, I know J- Jensen Ackles. I, I hope I'm saying that right, but you know the guy from Supernatural yeah. is um Brad Hood. And yeah, he's actually really good in that. I can't uh, remember. Can't remember Batman's voice. Um, Batman. I'm actually forgetting who who it is right now. Um, but I know Neil Patrick Harris shows up as Nightwing. He's actually fine. I actually didn't even. Realized it was Neil Patrick Harris the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember who, who who Batman is. I know it's it's like something green. I remember. I can't remember the name. I don't know. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. Because yeah, I, I, I I'm not getting it in mind right now. Bruce Greenwood. Awesome. He's actually really good in this. I don't know too much about him. Um, yeah, I, I can't keep. keep, keep uh, to mind who that is, but um, I knew his last name had the word green in it. That's as far as I knew. Well, yeah, the the, the names the guy's name is Bruce Greenwood. I guess I'm like I'm not really too familiar with that actor. Is what I'm saying. It's always been a, kind of a hard thing for me to remember um, voice actors because you're not watching them, you know, like like you would a live action movie. Yeah, so it's it's kind of hard. But yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think they they all do a really good performance. You also get a good performance out of. Um, Black Mask, which with Black Mask, 
I know that's definitely one of the more obscure Batman villains, at least in comparison to some of the other stuff that we've had. Because as far as I can think of, the only other time I've seen Black Mask in anything was maybe the 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 Harley Quinn movie that they did. But um, yeah, I mean he, he's a fun character here to just beating up some of his own men whenever he gets pissed about the the shit that the the Red Hood is doing. As far as the the Batman movies go. This is definitely one of the ones that I've always preferred more. Like, and I'm not talking about like not even just uh, the animated stuff, but even um, just grouping it together with like all the live action stuff, the theatrical stuff. This is actually one of my my top favorites. Um, watching it again, I'm like, okay, I do notice a few more issues than I've noticed. You know, watching it like almost a decade back because it's been a long time since I watched it um completely, but for the most part it's like most of the stuff that i have an issue with is not a matter of like the movie doing it bad just the, mo- the movie not being given enough time to do more which again i can't really fault it too much when i know that that's kind of a hard rule that they have for this since it's a uh straight to video movie yeah i'm um, trying to squeeze all that um information into 75 minutes i mean you just gotta pick and choose i mean i think the story that they told beginning to end was pretty solid and it is, I wouldn't want to, like, it is a really good Batman film. Um, I wouldn't put it at, like, my favorite or, you know, up there. But it is one that I can go back to watch without a problem, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. For me, like I said, it, it's definitely among my favorites. But, I mean, there's so many Batman movies. Like, the only ones that I would say I definitely prefer over this one are pretty much the two-time burden Batman movies. The Lego Batman movie, uh, the recent The Batman, um, you know, with Robert Pattinson. I thought that was a really good one. I haven't even seen that. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. You got to watch it. I mean, I will say that movie runs too long, mm-hmm. but it, it's a really good movie uh, beyond that. I don't know. Maybe The Dark Knight Returns. Like, I don't know if you've, if you've seen both of those. Yes. Those are, I love those movies. Yeah, though that that was a really good one. I mean, granted, yeah. I know it's technically two parts, but I whatever, it's technically one movie. Yeah, it's one big movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would say it's still one of my favorites. I mean, I I don't know, it's at the very least one of the better um straight to video DC movies because they've made a lot of them, and even though I haven't seen them all, the ones I have seen have been kind of hit or miss. So I don't know, this one still stands out to me. I think it depends on what you're watching and who made it, because like there there is a plethora of Batman movies. There's a lot of DC movies, you know, and specifically the animated ones. But you know, like everybody has their taste, you know. Like, um, did you watch like did you like Killing Joke? That one was really good. You know, The Dark Knight Returns one and two. So it's it's it fits perfectly fine within that scale of old animated films. But it's just one of those that's like, um, if it's on, I'll watch it. It's on, I might not go out of my way to re- you know to replay it, but it's still not bad. Like, it's not a bad movie. It's actually really good. It's just there's just a lot better stuff out there, you know. I mean, what I'll say this, uh, even though I haven't, this, this was like my first time watching it completely, um, since 2010, pretty much over the years. The one scene that well technically two scenes that i've 
been rewatching pretty much every year. It's always been the the whole bit where you you finally have um Red Hood confronting Batman and basically giving him the ultimatum of like, okay, either I kill him or or you kill him or whatever. Or and and also the 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 ending itself, which is how I've noticed that yeah, it's a bit um it's a bit abrupt even though it is a good way to end it, especially for, for something like that, that this, that is this short, that it's able to get to me that emotion, emotional. I don't know. I think it, it, it just shows the skill on, on what they made. Um, I definitely think that it could have been better, but for what they were able to do with it, especially with the limitations that they have, it's, it's just impressive to me. Yeah. I mean, 75 minutes to tell a whole story of, uh, you know, Jason Todd and how he became, you know, Red Hood and confronting Batman. I mean, you're right. They could have definitely made a lot, made it a lot better. But um, this time frame is just, they did what they could with what they had. And it wasn't bad. You know, from beginning to end, you know, you start with that scene with, um, you know, Jason dying. Then, you, like, you skip ahead to when he confronted Batman and um, basically makes him feel like it's, Tim or me, like I kill him, or you have to stop me. And again, it goes back to Batman telling him, like, Dude, I don't kill. Like, it's just not what I do. And ultimately, you know how you know, like, every Batman movie goes, he finds a way to stop him. But it's it's just that that feeling that like that emotionally you feel for Jason because you're like, dude, like he looked up to Batman, he trusted Batman, he, you know, he took him under his wing. He was supposed to protect him, and at the very end of his yeah, his life, I guess, because I mean, we all know he, how he came back, but you know, at the at the very end of it, he wasn't there to protect him. You know, he got beat to death with a crowbar and then exploded in the what is the warehouse? Yeah, it was a warehouse. Oh. Uh, and you know, when you get to the to the ending of the movie, you know, and you see him, like you said, like on that first Robin mission, and you've seen. All the little, all the all the flashbacks that they that they sent of him being a child and like the difference of him being Robin, um, to Red Hood. It's like, I mean, you can see that that change. You know, there's no longer that protection of like, you know, I'm I'm under Batman and like he's gonna protect me and everything. It's more like I'm, you know, you can see the fear in his eyes when he's talking to him like. He was scared when he, you know, when he was facing death, and Batman wasn't there to protect him. Uh, and and I don't remember exactly if he does tell him that he doesn't blame him for it, but I do remember that he does ask him like again, why is the Joker still alive? If you care for me this badly, if you love me like you said you did, why is he still running around? I think that's the, like the ultimate, you know, question of this film. And I think it for it being like. You know, you make this this whole movie about that single question. I think it's I think it's really good. You know, I'll I'll say this much. Um, I know at this point we're pretty much wrapping this up since there's not much more we can really talk about this one. But yeah. um, one thing I noticed uh, rewatching it is that it has one of the most annoying and forced lines that. That, that that tends to pop up with, with stuff whenever they're like, okay, we're we're gonna try to explain this. Um, but we're also um 
don't want to make it seem like this is the first time these characters have heard this information. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a common line that pops up in a lot of things. And that's when, when Razago is explaining like how he brought um, um, Jason Todd back to life. He basically tells Batman, as you know, I have the, the Lazarus pit and I'm like, I fucking hate that line just because it's one of the laziest things that a lot of um, movies do where it's like, okay, we don't want to make it seem like, you know, these people are just getting this information, but the audience needs this information. So, you know, how do we uh, explain that to the audience while bringing it in to make it part of the conversation? We'll just have the character say, as you know, I have this and this and this. It's like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's funny too because, um, like you said, like they want they want to be able to tell the audience, oh, the Lazarus Pit, that's how he came back. But if you're watching a Batman film, chances are you already know what the Lazarus Pit is and doesn't need to be explained. Yeah, like I was looking at that because, and it, it's funny because even within the movie, they kind of, um, do it in a way where it's like, okay, the, even if you were new to this, they probably could have explained it a lot easier. By just having him say, okay, so I've always used the Lazarus pet to make myself younger, but I, um, you know, I when I got Jason Todd, I realized that I could try bringing him back using that or something like, I'm just spitballing here, but he could have just mentioned like, okay, since, you know, even within the scene, he explains that this is the first time he's tried bringing someone back from the dead using the Lazarus pet. He could have just said like, okay. I just brought him back to use, you know, like what's normally used for just he uh, making people younger. I tried seeing if it could work with, you know, reviving people, and it worked or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that probably would have been a little more natural than just him saying, "As you know, the Lazarus oh. pit is the pit that I use to heal myself." Yeah, as you know, and then insert reason, you know. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah, but I don't. Know. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's always one of the silliest things I, I I hear in movies, and it's one of the common, most common ones. This character saying, "As you know, I explained to you something that the character should know, but I'm mostly explaining it to the audience just because they they don't know." I mean, that that's pretty much it. Like I said, yeah. for me, one of the better Batman movies, you know, compared to a lot of the other ones. Granted, there are you know, of course, ones that I prefer, but I I just thought it was a really good one. So. I, I definitely recommend it if you if you're seeking it out. Uh, I don't know if they still have DVD copies of it out there just because it's been so long. But at the very least, HBO Max has it. So HBO Max has it now. I mean, who's buying DVDs? I mean, I'm just saying because HBO Max has taken a lot of shit down that that's you true. can't even find anymore. So that's true. You're right. I mean, eBay eBay has DVDs. I'm sure you can find it there. That's true. We we live in a world where everything is kind of secondhand, so I'm sure you can find it if you really want Batman Under the Red Hood on DVD. I mean, come on. I'm just saying, like, through some official source, I don't know. The official. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's about it. I mean, this movie's... I know this podcast probably seems shorter than than ones we've done in the past, um, but this movie is pretty short. There's only so many times you could... Spin this, you know, story in a different in a different manner. Yeah, there's not really much behind the scenes stuff to yeah. even work with to even talk about it from that perspective. No, it's not like food fight where I could spend an hour just talking about 
how at some point there's a scene where a character is just standing around waving his arms around just like and then it's like okay what are you waving your arms around like just a conversation going on in the foreground what the fuck are you doing with your hands going like but I, I have not had the time or energy to sit down and watch food fight I want to and I'm going to we're going to talk about this and it's probably going to be one of the funniest things ever because it's probably one of this is probably one of the greatest animated films of all time so great <laughs> that they had to make it after someone stole all the files they just remade the whole movie oh lord <laughs> and we'll just save all that bit of information for the for the next podcast cuz uh, I think once I do end up watching it it's probably going to be funny yeah oh, oh definitely so yeah uh thank you all for watching and i'll see you again next time thank you man as you know i achieve this by bathing in the rejuvenating waters of the lazarus pit thank you for coming on today if you enjoyed this please consider subscribing to my youtube channel where you'll see video versions of these podcasts and if you just want to listen to them there's always the option of just following the podcast on their various sites whether it's Spotify, Podbean, or Apple Podcasts. Whatever you choose, I hope you continue enjoying these. And if you want to support me even further than that, there's always the option of Patreon. With Patreon, even just a dollar will get your name on the video versions of this and on other videos that I may do outside of these podcasts. A few dollars more gets you some behind-the-scenes info, and as this continues to grow, you'll find that there's more perks to it. So I hope you consider supporting me through Patreon as well. In any case, again, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.